wouldn't put the work of Satan in a Christian church. So why do we put ungodly things in our lives? Let's talk about that. Hi, I'm Josh. Welcome to Honestly Radio. My dad is a pastor. He is a great man of God and an amazing teacher of the Bible. I have probably heard him preach easily hundreds of messages. And yet, the greatest sermon he's ever delivered, for me, is the way he lives his life for God away from the stage. My mom, who's never preached a day in her life, is one of the most gifted evangelists of our time. Not by what she said behind a pulpit, but the words she spoke to me in the living room and the way she has shown Jesus in her daily actions. They are my heroes. Some people are amazed by celebrity pastors. I'm amazed by my parents. They're the ones I travel to see. They're the ones I get excited to visit with. And don't get me wrong, they're not perfect. They've never acted like they were. They're just pursuing Christ with their lives. And that inspires me. When I was reading 2 Corinthians chapter 6 today, it made me think of them. Paul was speaking to believers of his church plant when he said this, We live in such a way that no one will stumble because of us, and no one will find fault with our ministry. In everything we do, we show that we are true ministers of God. We prove ourselves by our purity, our understanding, our patience, our kindness, by the Holy Spirit within us, and by our sincere love. We faithfully preach the truth. God's power is working in us. Now, mom and dad would never say this about themselves. They're far too humble. But Paul was bold enough to say this to the church of Corinth about himself and his brothers in ministry. He's reestablishing his credibility by pointing to his spiritual resume. Paul says, everything I'm doing is motivated by the cause of Christ. Every move I make is with great intent. It's all by design for the express purpose of connecting everyone I can with Jesus. Nothing is more important than that. And Paul, he's not saying this to try to brag. He's illustrating with his own life that God has called us to live life with purpose and direction with focus and determination, with a goal and a strategy to win. The life of a Christian is paradoxical. And by that I mean it can be confusing or even seem absurd that we can be two opposing things at the exact same time. But that's what happens when you're trying to live a heavenly way in an earthly place. Two sides of the same coin. Paul explained it like this. We serve God whether people honor us or despise us, whether they slander us or praise us. We are honest, but they call us imposters. We are ignored, even though we are well known. We live close to death, but we are still alive. We have been beaten, but we have not been killed. Our hearts ache, but we always have joy. We are poor, but we give spiritual riches to others. We own nothing, and yet we have everything. And so when we are in Christ, we live in this tension, walking this spiritual tightrope. This is the life of faith in Christ. And so if you've ever felt this way, you can be encouraged. You're on the right path. It just happens to be a narrow one. So many voices will be trying to compete for your attention. And that's why it's so important to know the voice of the good shepherd, the call of Jesus to turn down all the noise and focus solely 
on Christ, allowing him to direct and guide even when it seems like the opposite of what you should do. That is faith. It's the belief that the same God who formed the fabric of reality with his voice can also guide us with his word. The voice of Jesus, it gets stronger and clearer the more we focus on it and the more distractions and noise we can cut out of our lives. Have you ever been in a place where there are so many competing noises it makes it hard to even think straight? People talking, the TV on, music playing all at the same time. It's just a jumble mingled ball of chaos that can short circuit your brain and make it difficult to think. Or if you're a parent, you know this one, all of your kids trying to talk to you at once or ask a question and you can't help any of them because it's just too much at once. It's like you can fry your brain. Paul made this same point to believers, but about spiritual matters. The ultimate idea is stop trying to combine things that don't belong together. It's gonna fry your soul. Verse 14 says this, don't team up with those who are unbelievers. How can righteousness be partner with wickedness? How can light live with darkness? What harmony can there be between Christ and the devil? How can a believer be a partner with an unbeliever? And what union can there be between God's temple and idols? And the reality is, there can't. This is a paradox that can't exist. You can't want the righteousness of God and still live wickedly. You can't say, I, I love the light, but always work in darkness. You can't say, I love Jesus, but never spend time with him. It doesn't work. There's a word for this, and it's not paradox. It's hypocrite. Words are worthless if they're not backed up with action. I can't say, I love my wife, but then never show it. That's not love. And we can't say we're Christians if we don't live like Christ did or like he calls us to do. It's why Paul said to the church, as God partners, we beg you not to accept this marvelous gift of God's kindness and then ignore it. For God says, at just the right time, I heard you. On the day of salvation, I helped you. Indeed, the right time is now. Today is the day of salvation. And that's what Christ says to you now. It's time to choose life in him. It's the only place you're going to find it. Don't ignore this incredible gift of God. Don't wallow in your shame of your past mistakes. That won't do any good. Today is the day of salvation. God is listening. He's ready and waiting to help you. Verse 17 says this, Therefore, come out from among unbelievers and separate yourselves from them, says the Lord. Don't touch their filthy things, and I will welcome you, and I will be your father, and you will be my sons and daughter, says the Lord Almighty. God is calling you to step away from worldly things and towards the Heavenly Father, because the reality is we can't do both. And some of you have been trying to for so long. The Bible isn't saying don't associate with non-believers. It's saying don't live like them. God is calling us to step away from our old life and into a new divine purpose. Our lives should reflect the love of Christ, not the sins of the world. Being tolerant of others doesn't mean agreeing with sin. It means we don't agree, but we also don't condemn. We love all people, 
but we don't love or embrace life choices that draw people away from Jesus. We hold true to God's word with no hate or anger towards anyone. And our door remains open to anyone that wants to join the family of God. A church building is only a holy place if it's used for holy purposes. Otherwise, it's just a building. It's what's done inside that matters. It's what comes out of the church that is of equal importance. And it's the same with you and I. Verse 16 says, For we are the temple of the living God. As God said, I will live in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they will be my people. Our bodies are temples. And some of us are built more like mega churches, if you know what I'm saying. But we are meant to be like a church that is dedicated to God. We are meant to be filled with a holy purpose. What we take in and what we put out matters. You shouldn't put satanic things in a church, and you shouldn't put ungodly things in your life. The way you live right now is telling a story. When people read it, will they see Jesus? If your body is a temple, if someone walked inside of it, what would they find? Who or what would they see you worshiping? If it's anything but Jesus, it's time to make a change. God desires to be the center of our lives, to walk through life with us, to welcome us as a good father does to his children. That is the heart of the gospel. Regardless of who we are or what we've done, when we surrender our sin and embrace Christ, we are made new. We are forgiven. We are adopted into God's family. And with a new identity and a new purpose, our lives should look different. I pray today that you would embrace that, that you would step out boldly in faith and proclaim Jesus Christ daily, that there would be no doubt that you are a child of the one true God. And may the best message that you ever preach not be on a stage, but be told to everyone you connect with by the way you live your life. Hey, I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you for joining us today. I want to encourage you to read 2 Corinthians chapter 6 on your own. Spend some time in prayer and reflection. Check out honestlyradio.com to find all the podcast apps we're on where you can download the show for free. You can also find all the links to join us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. I want to encourage you to connect with God daily in prayer, in your Bible, and through attendance and service at a local church. Allow Christ to begin building your faith. Thank you for joining us on Honestly Radio. Remember, live honestly, be blessed. We'll see you next time. <laughs>